And welcome in to In Game Chat for Saturday, February the 3rd, 2024. It's season 18, episode number 5. I'm Scott. And I'm RJ. Welcome in to the show, everybody. How's the board holding up, by the way? Uh, board's holding up great, man. Good, good, Thank good. you for getting that for us and making that happen. And then getting another one and <laughs> making that happen. Yeah, that's why I'm checking on the status of it, just in case you need to fix it or get another one. But uh, anyway, welcome into the show, everybody. If you'd like to get in touch with us, our phone number is 334-272-9228. Uh, check out ingamechat.net for all the links to get in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter at ingamechat. You can find us on uh, Facebook there as well. You can email us. Everyone at ingamechat.net. We are streaming right now on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv. Uh, you can find us there, and you can also join the chat room live while we broadcast. There's also Discord, which I've got up and running as well. And uh, you can talk to us there if you'd like to as well. I see Duke is on. Steve, he's playing Counter-Strike. Um, I do not see Josh, Drunk Degenerates. I don't see him there. But if he happens to show up, uh, that'd be great. I only say that because he and I got to play Diablo or Diablo. He and I got to play Baldur's Gate, mm. Baldur's Gate, um, uh, last Sunday, and it was a really fun time. Really, really fun time playing playing that with co-op. <clears throat> he knew what he was doing way more than I did, but it was really fun playing co-op with him mm-hmm. with uh, Baldur's Gate three. But yeah, we're on Discord, so uh, if you need to get to Discord or something like that, you can just hit me up and I'll I'll send you links to jump in there. Or go to our website, ingamechat.net. Go to the very bottom, you'll see a link. Jump in there and, you know, chat with us. Talk to us. Yeah, yeah, uh, Lethal Migrant says Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, he said Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers died I, yesterday. Actually, he passed away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, in fact, I will get my favorite quote from him and play that during uh, when we come back from one of the breaks. Uh, I say favorite quote. 
It's just a silly little line that he gave. <laughs> it's just for whatever reason, I loved it. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> welcome into the show, everyone. And I guess we ought to jump right into what we've been playing and what we played. And uh, as always, RJ, I'll let you go first on that one. All right. Um, for the most part, still doing a little bit more of a Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. Uh, we got a little uh, bonus this week doing missions for uh, the character Simeon pays triple money and triple respect. So, you know, do two or three missions to get yourself a hundred, hundred twenty, hundred thirty thousand dollars every time. You can build up your money reserves pretty, pretty fast, uh, along with the other stuff that you can do in game. Uh, played a little bit more of um, Warframe. I finally got the Railjack up and running. Yeah. After all the trial and error I was doing, uh, teaming up with a, a friend of mine, helping him, uh, help we were helping each other do our, uh, do our, uh, do our own thing in the game. I have a couple of games in my Steam, I don't know, maybe wish list or something. I don't remember what it was that I've clicked. Oh, yeah, no, no, it was in my wish list. Uh, and I, now I'm trying to remember which ones they were, but a couple of them that said, hey, this you should like this based on the fact that you played Warframe. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad is one of those. I do not own that game yet, but Suicide Squad is one of those where it says, you know, similar to games you've played, and it says Warframe. I think Helldivers 2 was another one I was looking at, which comes mm-hmm. out, I think, next week. Was that in the list as well? Because sometimes the algorithm, especially on my uh, interface screen for the play, for PlayStation, like, because you like this, play this. And I'm like, this has nothing like what I... Uh, what yeah, Helldivers so, 2, yeah. I think, has the... Because you played Warframe, you could possibly like... or It says similar to games you've played before, and it lists mm-hmm. those games. And Warframe is up there for Suicide Squad, and I want to say Helldivers. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Enshrouded, because I'm looking at that one too, but I think Enshrouded, oddly enough, says, hey, this place similar similar to Terraria. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it doesn't look like it would. It doesn't look like it would. Well, because it's got, basically out of the games that I've played, mm-hmm. it has survival, base building, co-op, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what Enshrouded is, survival, base building, co-op. Mm-hmm. Whereas Warframe goes with Helldiver, uh, Helldivers, uh, Helldivers 2, anyway, where it is, uh, you know, loot shoot type stuff. Same with Suicide Squad, looter shooter type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, it doesn't go into much. And, and that is a good idea of how you can get a sense of what they mean. Uh, when they when they say, hey, this place similar to, mm-hmm. you understand that, no, it just has aspects that are the same. It doesn't necessarily play similar to that. Yeah, It just has, you know, Enshrouded has base building, survival, co-op play. Mm-hmm. Terraria has base building, survival, co-op play. I could list a bunch of other games that have base building, survival, co-op play. But in my library and what I've played, Terraria lines up with with that for Helda or with Enshrouded, mm-hmm. even though they don't look the same or play the same or you know anything like that. Yeah. They just have certain aspects that are similar. I'm sure if I didn't have Terraria in my library, it would find something else that says, "Oh, well, you've played this. Here are similar aspects to it." It's not something to really go on or rely on to think, hey, I like Terraria, I'm going to love and try. No, 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 no. Or I liked Warframe, and I'm not saying I didn't like Warframe, but I played so very little of it mm-hmm. that I can't give you an opinion of whether I liked it or not because I played very little of it. So I can't say that, hey, I played Warframe, and what did I feel about that? That's what I'm going to feel about this. Mm-hmm. I, never, I, never, I never look at that as being the case. Mm-hmm. And then you've got games that are like, hey... This game that looks like The Room, <laughs> you know, 
uh, from from those puzzle games yeah. uh, plays like The Room. And then I can look at that and say, okay, yeah, I see where that's similar. It's a puzzle game. It's a puzzle box game, basically. Did you ever have one that was uh, compared to it because it was strictly because it was first person? Uh, maybe. I really haven't paid attention to it. I mm-hmm. probably, for my sake, I probably tried to look deeper into it than just saying, oh, it's first person, this is first person. Yeah. But I imagine their algorithm would figure out a way to say, well, this has, this has, it's it's lining up, I think, with player tags. I say player tags, but whatever, the category tags. Yeah. yeah. This is this, 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 and so this, 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 these match. Here we mm-hmm. go. That's what it's doing, yeah. is what I think. I hijacked your... Total time there. So go back no, no, to no, what no, you were saying. You played some Warframe. Yeah, Warframe. I finally got the Railjack up and running. Uh, I had a bunch of uh, glitches going on because I think it was because I was teamed up with uh, a partner of mine playing. And usually in the game, in the navigation screen, there's something that lets you go to the next part of your mission. And it was always picking, uh, check out the reliquary on your Railjack. Oh, yeah. So when I went on there and clicked the mission, it sent me to the Strata Array, which is a hub for meeting other players and... Uh, going to other other parts of the game that I haven't been to recently. So I was wondering if I was doing something wrong or some glitch happened or whatever. But no, it was just uh, I had to go to my dojo and go to my, my Railjack uh, solo and do it that way. And I finally got the mission going, uh, going the way it was supposed to be. Now, I did fly one mission with Railjack, and I can already tell I'm going to need some work uh, done flying this thing. I've got to build the thing up, get my accuracy down, and... Do it get solo is not a not a very good idea. So yeah. uh, I'm going to have to get some uh, get some help on that one. Do you uh, and uh, you and AC Wraith get to figure that stuff out ever? Uh, I, think, I thought tried, you did. The last time we tried, we got a bunch of uh, it was like the name wasn't matching up, and every different variation of our names that we tried to do, uh, it didn't uh, click together. So it's been a while since we tried it. So if he's listening, we got to uh, try it again sometime. He's in the chat room. Yeah, uh, I don't uh, know that he's listening, but he's in the chat room. Yeah, well, there, I'm going to give it another shot. So, he says uh, yeah. hire crew members in Fortuna. Okay. That's what he says in the chat room. I haven't been to Fortuna in uh, a while either. You better go there and hire some crew members. Well, it's Star Days now. Probably some (laughs) Valentine's Day thing going on right now. So, yeah, but they could probably do the same thing. But, yeah, other than that, um, uh, getting more story elements in there, I finally got the War Within unlocked, which is a quest story uh, in the game. And there were so many things in the game that I couldn't do because it always told me War Within required. You got to unlock this. Now I finally unlocked it. So now I can open up a whole bunch of other stuff on planet and uh, on the other planets to do what I need to do. Unfortunately, the level is uh, a little high. Mm-hmm. Like the highest I've ever gotten is uh, level 30 on any Warframe I've got. And these are like level 35, 40, 40 to 45, things like that. So it's going to be a tough, uh, tough run going solo on that, on that part. And outside of that, I played a little bit of um, Capcom Stadium. Yeah. The second one. And I got a, a taste of a Saturday Night Slam Masters. Uh, try playing that a Man. bit. It was not. It was I not remember a good, that game. Yeah, it was not a good. Uh, I remember about that game. I don't remember I was, playing that game, but I do remember the, that title. Yeah, it was uh, the hardest thing for me to figure out was uh, uh, grabbing. I mean, it wasn't. A, it was, I, was, I was thinking it was a wrestling game. I hit a button to grab, but this button has multifunctions. Like this button attacks. This button uh, does A and B and all types of other things. Right. So it's. Um, it was something I just had to figure out on the way, but by the time I figured it out, um, I've lost the match. Yeah. <laughs> too much, too much damage taken up. But um, yeah, it was a pretty good. It was pretty good uh, fun all the while. I mean, I still remember the uh, fun that game was trying to get the grab and trying to get those uh, special moves off um, that really put really put a hurt on your opponent. So outside of that, that's uh, pretty much all I played this week. 
Yeah, uh, well, for me, like I said, I had mentioned that um, uh, Drunk Degenerate Josh and I play Baldur's Gate on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't play too much. I mean, obviously, you can play a lot of that. Um, but we played we played a, a good little chunk of it um, at, for, at, at, at a place that what was for me was one of the most active places that, that I had been to yet in that game because I don't, you know, I'm practically still in the, the beginning, the tutorial or whatever, if there is such a thing, but I am, um, yeah, I'm still way early in the game. So for me to come upon another group of characters who are having a fight with some goblins and some other things going on, um, and then being able to assist them and that sort of thing has a big moment. Mostly it's just been me and my party running into enemies and trying to survive. And then we come upon a group of other, you know, friendlies that we can sit there and talk. Or I say friendlies. You can you can totally turn them against you if you want to. Mm. Um, but, you know, to, to go through that and, and come across that. He, uh, he played as a bard and was able to talk to animals. <laughs> so we had conversations with squirrels and bears and other little animals and things that were around the area. I thought druids did that. Uh, this, you, I don't know. Because this is based on Dungeons and Dragons. Type it is based more, on right? Dungeons and Dragons. I thought, okay, I thought the bards was like support with their music and things like that. And the druids were the nature type. I haven't messed around with it to know hmm. that I, what you can do. But I want to say that you get to, you know, you get to pick different classes. So it's like, here's your main class, here's your subclass, here's this and this okay. and this. And doing different things unlocks. And if he was here. Were he on, <laughs> he would be able to tell us as to why he was able to do that. Uh, and maybe he'll join up later and, and, and tell us about that. But I got to play with him, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I feel a little spoiled. Because hmm. now it feels a little weird to go back into the game without him. Yeah, His character is still there, by the way. Mm-hmm. I can use his character. Um, it's not one. He created a character to specifically play in my group. His character is sitting in my camp. I could totally pick him and, and bring him along with the party uh, and hopefully not get him killed and, and continue to go on mm. with, with his character if I wanted to. Um, but it's a little, he spoiled me a little bit by, first off, for him knowing what to do, and secondly, for uh, just, you know, hanging out, playing the game, and having fun. Mm. So that was, that was a lot of fun, and I really, really, really enjoyed uh, playing Baldur's Gate with him. Uh, what else did I play? I played, um, I want to say I wrapped, I feel like I wrapped up, uh, Strange Horticulture this morning. Mm. Day 16. By the way, if you're playing Strange Horticulture, day 16 is the end of the game. Um, if you get to day 16, then that is your time to shine and, and go through the ending. Um, I got ending number two is what it said. I looked up afterwards. There are eight different endings. I did not look up what the other eight, you know, the other seven different endings are. Mm-hmm. I just realized there were eight. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm also short about 20 plants discovered or, or, or identified. 
Because you get these, you get plants, and then you have a book that describes those plants, but you have to sort of match up what the description is with what you're looking at, mm-hmm. or what you can what you can feel or sense from from the from the plants themselves to to know, hey, that's that's what this is type of thing. Um, but yeah, so I'm about twenty plants from from all. There's seventy seven total plants, and I have discovered fifty seven of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot more, and yeah, you can go through that thing uh, some more times. I guess I'm not sure. Because it, and we got a caller on here, and I'm going to get to him in just a second. Um, because the, day ke- the, the, the game seems to keep going after you finish. But I don't know if I have customers come in like I did before. I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't stick around for that. There, I got a clue. I did a search on the map. And then I was like, okay, I'll look at this later. And then I, I, I stopped. Mm. So, um, so, yeah. What else did I play? You know, uh, I didn't mention this, but last week I played, or was it this week? I don't know. I played a demo. I wouldn't even call it a game so much. Uh, As of right now, there is absolutely no objective to it. It is just a sandbox play around in type of game. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to, let me look this up because the name's a little funky. It is. It's a really funky name. Um, does this give me my previously played? It does have library. I don't want to look by name. Uh, recent? Does that work? It works, but apparently it doesn't work if you play demos. Hmm. How about playtime? I should not have looked at playtime. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie clicker is first. <laughs> Uh, this is not going to be, and see, it's yeah. going to be a demo, man. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have yeah. to have to look it up later. Uh, yeah. Let's see. You it know might... what? I could probably go to steam and find it. Hang yeah. on. By the way, with uh, strange horticulture, it was the, uh, you said you got ending two. Number two. Yeah. Was it called elder finium? Oh, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. It did have a title to it, but I don't remember. Okay. I, I was looking up the, uh, strange horticulture endings, uh, ending two. Um, did you get a, a, a achievement called Banished? Maybe. Okay. An achievement did come up, but I don't remember what. Okay. But yeah, they got a listing of um, what you had here. Um, the Ritual Good Ending, I think. Yeah, is I don't what know. what they titled it as. Is that what I had as, as Ending 2? Uh, it says Ending, in this guide I'm looking at, Ending 2 Elder Finium uh, is the opposite to another ending. Uh, the Ritual Good Ending. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So the so the demo that I played, the demo that I was I was talking about, and I'm typing it in the thing, uh, in the chat room. It's weird. Dystopica. Hmm. Dystopica, I believe, is the name. Hmm. Anyway, I played ten minutes in that thing. It's a demo. It is a timed demo. Hmm. You get, I think, 15 minutes to play around in the demo. You get unlimited time to mess around with the photo mode, to take pictures of your creation and to, you know, mess around with it. Mm. It is a cyberpunk city builder. But it isn't a city builder in the sense that you, you know, here's my residential, here's my commercial, here's, uh, you know, uh, here's, I'm going to make a road, and I'm going to, it's nothing like that. It is extremely, 
bare bones. I want to build a building. Boom. I plop a building there. How high do I want it? I can go higher. I can go lower. I can just smack it, you know, building here, building here, building here. Because when you think about a dystopian cyberpunk type Blade Runner-esque mm-hmm. type of a city, you think crowded, crammed, very, and, and that is exactly Space what it looked like. premium. Yeah, that yeah, is exactly what it looked like when I built it. And then they have like this little paintbrush thing that you can go across that will add in lights of all kinds. Little small little blips of light through the thing. So it looks like you're very high in the sky and there's very small little lights of either the cars or little windows and buildings. And then there's another one that you can put on there that puts uh, animated billboards on the side of buildings. Little digital type looking billboards on the sides of buildings and stuff like that. Very Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Extremely Blade Runner. It was very chill, but it was also very like, yeah, but there's just kind of not there. Um, but it's a free demo. And so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to play a little bit of it. And I, and I did exactly that. Mm. And, um, I really enjoyed it. The photo mode gives you a lot of options to mess with. Mm-hmm. Lots of options to mess with in photo mode. Uh, the settings have some options as well. It's not anything that's like, it's not really a game. It's just a little, I'm going to make me a little city. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. there ain't much to it. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to sell that. And I don't know how they're going to, I don't know what they're going to do about that. Yeah. Um, I played some more. I played on my Steam Deck last weekend pretty late, and I played some more Finding Paradise. Um, I, pl- I finished Rusty Lake Hotel, which I uh, had never played before, but I want to go back and play that um, because there's a lot more I could do there, and I would like to go back and do that. There's other little things that I can find and discover, and I'd like to go do that. I'll tell you another game I played, and I got this one on a st- Deal during the Steam sale. I'm like 99 cents hmm, on the right. Steam sale. I can't remember what it was. It was so cheap. Just like a few bucks maybe or, or whatever. I'm looking here. Yeah, see, it is, it's $7 right now. But during the Steam sale, it was even lower. Hmm. To like maybe three bucks, you know? Oh, good. But the name of the game is called Defunct. D-E-F-U-N-C-T. If you want a nice momentum based speed runner type of thing mm-hmm. that game's for you man um there were times when the momentum hit in that thing like your little robot with one wheel you know mm-hmm. and looks like gizmo duck yeah, yeah yeah and as you're going down hills and there's little, there's very, you know, there's very little mountain, not mountains, but little valleys and little hills mm. and things like that. But every time you're on a downhill, you you hold a button, and uh, he will use that downward momentum to build speed. Mm-hmm. So you want to let go of the button when you start going up, mm-hmm. because if you if you hold that button down, he will not, he will lose the momentum. Mm-hmm. So on downward hills. You gain momentum. Then you release as you're going up hills so that you can keep that momentum going and then coming back down and then going up and down and up and down. And so uh, just, man, a great sense of speed. Mm-hmm. A great sense of speed on the cheap. Uh, there are little things you can do that you go around the the area to unlock things to move on to the next stage. Uh, I don't know how long it is. It's not that great uh, or not that long. 
Um, it has a very positive review rating. It released back in 2016. There's only like 500 reviews. It ain't that much. But it's also a $7 game. Uh, it is Steam Deck compatible. And like I said, had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. It was one of those things when I was reading reviews. Um, Defunct is a game about a little broken robot who has gotten lost and is trying to get home. Um, this is a simple game. Most levels are just you rolling towards the end goal with some uh, odd certain goals and puzzles. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one. It's just it was just a lot of fun. I, w- I was I was really surprised by it. Uh, short story mode, high replayability, extremely satisfying gameplay. I played through the story in about one hour, <laughs> but there are still tons of things to find in the levels. It's just a really good sense of speed in Defunct. Gave me Sonic vibes, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really, really cool. Thank you, Steam Store, for telling me what I played recently, because <laughs> that helps me go over... Um, it helps me go over this and, and, and talk to you about it. Played some more Timberborn, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I played. Uh, let's go to the phones here. And you're on in-game chat. Who's this? It's Chris. Hey, man, what's up? Not much. What's going on, y'all? Not much. What's going on with you? Uh, did you keep uh, the squirrel? Did I keep the squirrel? Did I kick it's the squirrel? I did not... Um, I don't know if he. I don't think he. I don't know. I think oh, he may have. Look that, look that video up. No, no, no. I think he did. I think uh, Josh was the one that talked to him. I didn't have the choice. Josh oh. had the choice, and I think he did kick the squirrel because he said something to me when we got to him. He's like, "Here's this infamous scene," and I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know the whole thing where you kicked the squirrel." Um, well, squirrels really, really, you know, squirrels being all kind of not really mean, but. Yeah, you come at me, I'm going to... Like, acting all tough, you're a squirrel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you kick the squirrel. Uh, was uh, the vampire guy in, the, in your party, and he, did he comment about that as a, a perfectly ruined snack? I have no idea who the vampire guy is, but I did not have the vampire guy yes, in my party. I think, I think party. it was the guy that has, like, a pale skin. I, no, I didn't have that person in my party. I yeah, had... He um, comment about the, the, a, a perfectly good ruined snack. I had Josh, who was uh, a bard. I was like a wizard, and then I had two females with me. Both one's like a, both of them are like warrior women or whatever, um, soldier type people. I did not have my other mage, and I did not have my rogue. I guess is what he is. I'm not sure. There, there are people on the cover of the box, and I don't know names yet because I haven't played enough, so I can't really tell you much about them. Uh, and I haven't played enough. And heard, heard heard those names come through that I'm that I'm that they're set in my head yet. So, yeah, I don't know his name either. But yeah, so yeah, we did we did get to the squirrel part. <laughs> we actually haven't left that area where the squirrel is. Um, that's inside some kind of um, druid keep or something like that. And we've talked to a lot of people, and we're kind of ready to move on from there. But at that point, that's when I said, okay, let's just let's call it here for the day. And we'll come back to it, or I'll come back to it, or something. So I get the feeling there's going to be some huge consequences for kicking the squirrel. I don't think there is not in this not in this manner. I think there there could be in some other dialogue choices and options that we took, not mm-hmm. necessarily with this squirrel, but with other people that we talked to. 
Um, there, there very well may be, but I don't, I don't think there's any blowback from kicking the squirrel. Um, I don't think that there is, but I don't know because I'm way too early in the game. All I can say is, don't be surprised. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he screwed me up. I don't think he would have done that if he thought this is gonna hinder him later on. I don't think that Josh would have done that. Um, or he might have given me a heads up and said, "Look, if I do this, you're going to have to face consequences later or something." Do you want me to do it? You know, he was Josh was really nice with my game mm. to let me know that hey, we should do this here instead of later. Or yeah. We should do this now. You see, I'm just going. I'm just going off of uh, what happens if you keep attacking the chickens in Zelda, or if you shoot the squirrel in Until Dawn, or any other animals you mistreat lately. The the consequences come back and bite you, bite you in the tail later on. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I think this is the only opportunity you get to kick the squirrel, maybe? It's the only video. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the only video I've ever seen. It's that particular moment that you get the option to kick the squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, think, uh, I don't think you get that option later on. Uh, I don't necessarily know, because whatever. But that's the only part that I've seen, and they made a big deal out of it. So, yeah. Okay. What have you been playing, Chris? I've been playing a sequel to The Plague's Tale with the rat. Oh yeah, Plague Tale Innocence. Yeah, or is it Requiem? Is it Innocence yeah. or Requiem? Uh, Requiem. Requiem. Okay. Did you finish the first one? Yeah, I beat the first one whenever it was it came out, or sometime whenever it came out. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I've played the first one. I am. I'm trying to remember where I'm at in the first one. I did not finish it, but I'm trying to remember where I'm at, and I cannot. I for the life of me, I cannot tell you where I'm at. Uh, I do not know in that game. Are you at the point where you may as well start over? Mm, I don't think so, because this game totally is stealth and not combat. You know, this I, I know exactly th- there's not a lot of a learning curve to play this game. Mm-hmm. You have some tools at your disposal, like rocks to throw to alert guards to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, different types of rocks you can you can launch with your slingshot that have either poison or other little things that can that can be used. Um, and that's generally about it. It's a lot of sneaky sneak and runny run away from the rats. Sneak sneak from the guards, run run away from the rats. Or choices of what you, how you want to get through certain areas. Uh, yeah, I mean, you do have choices. You can start a fire over here. You can, uh, you can alert them to go do something else, or you can try some other stealthy way to do it, but you can't like Assassin's Creed it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't go stealth and secretly kill a guy and then, you know, go stealth to secretly kill the other guy. You, you can't do any of that. Yeah. Um, in not, a, this. not an action title. It's a, uh, it's not, you're a kid, yeah. you know, you're, you're basically survival, a yeah. child yeah. and you're trying to just sneak past guards and also not get eaten by the rats while trying to get your brother some medical attention. If I remember right, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's basically what's going on. Yeah. How you liking the sequel? What are you playing on PS Five? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, PlayStation Five. Okay. Did you play the first one on PlayStation? Um, I can't remember if it was on Five or not. Uh, it was either Four or Five. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know that it matters if you've played the first. I mean, I'm, I imagine it does, but I didn't know if like, hey, we recognize you have a save state from the first game, so. You know, here's dialogue options or choices or something else that relate into whatever else you've done. Although I don't think it has that. I don't think it has that. You just have to know the storyline. It just picks up, uh, you know, it it continues the story of what's going on in in their lives and events that's going on. Right. (coughs) 
Ooh. All right. Well, what else? Anything else? Oh, also, uh, you know anybody that would might be interested in uh, the 16 DVD box set collection of Monty Python's Flying Circus? <laughs> I, I, found, I found a brand new copy of it for like 15 bucks at a flea market. It's brand new with all 16 DVDs of the whole series. Wow. Jeez. So any fans out there listening, uh, get in touch with Scott or something, pass it along, and I'll pass it on to you for that, that, that deal that I found it. Because I've already got the set myself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to say I do too. I think I did my my DVD closet. I may have that set. God, that goes back a ways. I remember when it released too. Wow. Um, but yeah, all right, man. Um, anything else? That's about it. Just this and that, and watching stuff. And oh, I had a weird issue. Uh, if you ever do download, because I got the the, the, the new uh, Plague Tale through PlayStation Plus, but yeah. uh, I was having this weird issue where the voice dialogue in cutscenes was not working, but all the other background music and stuff was there, except you couldn't hear them talk. And, and I was, it was driving me nuts. And other people had said they've had issues with it, and, I, and the only way I could hear it is if I plugged the headphones up through the controller port. Or got the audio from through the controller as if you like if you plugged up a head headset to it, hmm. and then I kept messing around with it, and you had I had to enable 3D audio through the stereo system, you know, through the PlayStation system itself, and once I calibrated it for 3D audio and stuff, uh, it worked perfectly fine after that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So at least I don't have to have to worry about having headsets on or plugging another cable and any going through it another way to get it to work and have some feedback loops and stuff where it has some hums and stuff in there. But at least I figured out how to do it where it was the way it was, should have been easily just plug and play and, you know, start playing and enjoying the game. But, oh, well. Hmm. Yeah. It was giving me some fits there for a little bit. And I was, you know, not getting too mad, but I was, I, was, I was about to raise my temper a little bit. But, oh, well, at least I'm glad I figured it out. Yeah. Hmm. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you calling. We I don't know if we said something wrong. We got two other callers waiting on us here, so we're gonna go to we're gonna go to them right. here. Sounds good, y'all. Have a good one. We'll see y'all later. All right, buddy. Take, take care. care now. Uh, we do need to take a break here, but I want to come back to these two calls. If you guys are hold, hang on, uh, I would love to come back to you. Uh, we are going to take a break here, and when we come back, we will take those phone calls. We'll have a little bit of time anyway. Uh, this is music from the finals. Uh, lobby number three apparently is the name of this track so we'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this
Welcome back to in-game chat. This is music from Prince of Persia. The Lost Crown, the brand new Prince of Persia that came out earlier in February. Or January, actually. Uh, this is the main theme, by the way. The guy who did the music for the game. Friend of the show. Gareth Coker. We've had him on the show a few times. Did music for some Minecraft games that came out, like Minecraft Adventures, um, Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Did the music for those. Uh, mean Greens, an Army Men type game. He's done a lot of song or a lot of uh, video game soundtracks. It's amazing. This is him. This is great. Let's jump back to the phones. Talk to Master Thespian. Hello. Well, hello. How are you, man? I'm talking to you. While, doing well. I'm talking to you while I'm working here. Uh, I heard him talking about that uh, Monty Python video set, and I would love to give you either give you my number or get his number from you. Oh, that sounds like a deal, man. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does sound yeah. like a deal. <laughs> well, the funny part is that I am currently in a play. Up at the Batumka Depot. You doing spam a lot? Spam a lot. Yeah, yes. I figured you were doing spam a lot. So, so if anybody wants to see the master test, you do a bunch of silly things when they come see that. But uh, yeah, I can give you my number offline, off the air, and uh, um, you're on you're on or, you're on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we're friends on Facebook. Shoot me a message on Facebook, and then I'll just shoot that over to him. Got it. I will. I will. And we'll we'll make yeah. it happen. Yeah, the only games I'm playing currently are the uh, stuff on the iPad. Um, oh. I'm playing um, this weird game called Merge Mansion. Not familiar. Is, well, it's one of those things where you have to, to collect pieces and try to fix things, and there is a, a very, very light storyline that goes along with it. Um, basically, it's one of those games they try to get you to spend a whole lot of money for stuff. Oh gosh! Well, uh, that's all—that's most mobile games. Yeah, and uh, Disney Magic Kingdom, which again doesn't have much of a storyline, but it's one of those collect and build your own Disney park. That sort that's of thing. not bad. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, and then uh, Ultimate Golf. Let's huh, play right. uh, golf online. A lot of fun. So, you did the golf thing, didn't you, RJ? Yeah. What was it called? Yeah. It was a uh, uh, PGA. Well, the thing about it, I like it. Yeah. Is, yeah. I like the fact that you are playing against other people. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah, no, no, you're here. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Uh, so you, you get to uh, actually get ranked, and they have like a uh, – every month is a different season. Yeah. So you've got an opportunity to, to you know, get prizes and things. Um, I usually don't spend any money on that one at all. Right. Um, but people can do that. They can get the multi-packs, you know, special balls and all that good stuff, but – it's just one of those things. It's a stress reliever, you know. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. don't have don't have much time to play video games. I used to play console games quite a bit, but I'm at that point where I just I have too much going on. I think you would enjoy Baldur's Gate. Really? I well, I don't know. I I say that because I figure you were a Dungeon and Dragons kid, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I played the old the old Baldur's Gate. It's a lot of fun. Oh well, then you probably would enjoy Baldur's Gate three. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of you know, you're on a quest. You're having to interact with other people and fighting monsters and all that. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's great. 
again, it's one of those. I've got to find time to do it. I understand. I completely <laughs> understand. Well, we appreciate you calling in, and I'll get that info to Chris. Okay, I'll shoot you a message. All right, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Making yeah. deals on the radio. Uh, <laughs> and we knew that wouldn't take long, would it? No, 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 no. Not after you told me what you told me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's a good deal. Um, no, what was the other golf game you played? Uh, what was that called? It's called it's the called, club, called, the golf club. Uh, the golf club, yeah. That's now, what it was. Now it's uh, PGA. Oh, it turned into PGA yeah. 2K. Yeah, okay. They, uh, took over. But it's a, it's a different title, same uh, yeah. aspect because it's the same announcers and everything um, going through there. So, yeah. Uh, Thar66 says, I tried Evil West on PS Plus, and man, that game is hard. Cannot finish the last chapter on story mode. Lethal Migraine says, apparently uh, that game, oh, we must be talking about Prince of Persia. Um, apparently that game sold horribly, according to Ubisoft. Uh, Prince of Persia is a game nobody asked for, and apparently nobody wanted. Demo was a lot of fun. Uh, I just didn't feel like paying the price for it. And yet, I say that. And I had contemplations this week of buying Suicide Squad after all that we've said about it, after all that I've said about it, looking at it in previews and in, and in everything else and just looking at it like that is not the game I want to play. Mm-hmm. And reading up on people's impressions of them uh, of people who played it anyway, not reviews, just regular players who have spent their money and played it, started to make it sound like it was actually decent to play. And so it started to get into my head of like, you might like this. It might be good. You might, you might enjoy it. It's one of those things where you hear bad, 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 and then it releases and you're looking for how bad it actually is, but the people who buy it and play it are actually giving it good reviews. And then you fall into that aspect of like, well, are they giving it good reviews because they spent the money on it and they don't yeah, want to say um, it's bad, but I, I don't know. You're skeptical. It's kind of like what we, what, what we did with, um, what you and I both did with, uh, Ghostbusters in 2016. The negative press was talked about so much. It was like, it can't be as bad as what says. Ghostbusters? We, we, the game, the movie. Oh, the movie! I thought you were yeah. talking about the game because I was like, Ghostbusters, the video game was actually well received. No, no, no the the movie. Okay, in yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like all the bad press it was getting is like it can't be as as bad as it says it is, and so we actually saw the film. Yeah, the only thing good and about yeah. that film was the 3D effects. Like yeah, I said, the, yeah, the gra- for you was the graphics. The 3D um, effects were yeah. just amazing. Yeah, 3D effects in that go- the 2016 Ghostbusters 3D effects were some of the best I had ever seen in mm-hmm. in 3D. Which was amazing to say, but they figured something out, and and I had never seen it done that way before. But it was amazing, mm-hmm. and so uh, I mean I've talked about it before, but yeah, that was the only redeeming quality of that film. Yeah. Um, in my case, I saw it, and I was just basically. Uh, did you, uh, did you yeah. go to the theater and see it? I went to the theater. Did you go but see it in three D? But it wasn't three so, D. You know, I went to the uh, I went to the matinee. Yeah. And saw it, and it was just a meh reaction to me. I mean, they had very few. Um, funny moments but i get what it was trying to do and i didn't i didn't really care i mean i wouldn't go, yeah wasn't, the only thing buy it when it came out on uh on blu-ray that's definitely for sure yeah so, the yeah. the the two things i got out of that was the 3d was great and chris hemsworth really good at comedy mm-hmm. I, i'm so used to him just playing you know 
Thor. Yeah. <laughs> for for for, like a, for better or worse, Thor. And and he's just really good at comedy. I wonder if I wonder if it's for for actors. Um now we're talking about this, we just had an actor uh, on the phone. Uh, are, do actors uh, actively try to avoid being uh, typecast? Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. How, uh, but at the same time, if they do get typecast, depending on what the price is, they, I'm sure they don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure they don't mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was he was very funny in that. Um, as back to the games, though the. Uh, the 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 discourse that had been that is that was going around was like you know i mean if you look at and i just had steam open and i wish i had it open again let me go yeah. back to it because again i was looking at steam and i was hoping to well i wasn't hoping mm-hmm. i don't i don't hope a game fails i don't hope a studio has to let people go because their game you know failed or anything like that i really hate it uh currently it's sitting at 1700 reviews and it's got a very positive rating. In other words, the, the term very positive is what it's given. Mm-hmm. It's not what I expected. It is not what I expected. Now, that is Steam reviews. That is from people who have bought it on Steam so they can leave reviews. Uh, and, and that is what it is. I'm not saying I, I don't know, but man, and some of the things that they're saying is that the traversal and the shooting are really, really good. The story is good, decent, holds up. What they don't like is the mission variety is very, very slim. You do a lot of the same thing over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Not something that is lost on me, considering how many years I played Destiny, where you did a lot of the same things over and over and over again. But in this sense, a lot of the same things are like four different types of missions. And that's it. There's not a lot. There may be more than four, but still, it's a roughly nine-hour game. If you don't skip the, if you don't, if you skip side quests, usually mm-hmm. about a nine-hour game. Um, you know, I would say nine to eleven. I know that uh, Kotaku they did their review and they put in twenty-three hours of it mm-hmm. and did a review on it and uh, came away with the same thing. Mission variety is not very much. Mm-hmm. And the end game may not hold up. So there's that. But the story, the dialogue, the some of the facial animations are just insane. The 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 way that they look, some of the screenshots that I've seen people posting, and this is not in cutscenes, mm-hmm. just in the world. In cutscenes, it's even better, but some of the facial animation, some of the facial looks of the things is just unreal how good they are. But it's still not pushing me over to buy it. Yeah, I mean, it, you, well, look, you know how I feel about uh, when, they start, when they start talking about the graphics and the, and the things like that? Mm-hmm. I expect you to. It's 2024. I expect your game to have good graphics with all the technology out there right now. Yeah. I expect it, so that's not a... That's not going to move me. I so don't expect it from like so, a looter shooter type of thing, you know. I mean, obviously, I've been playing Destiny for as long as I have, and they haven't yeah. improved that engine at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little bit different in that regard. But yeah, but uh, so I look for something uh, more than that. But we also live in a day and age of review bombing and review uh, boosting. Yeah. So in in the end, it's it's like it always has been. You're going to have to make the decision for yourself. Look at it for yourself. I know. And and see see where you stand on it. But um, with uh, is it on Game Pass? It is not. 
It's not on Game Pass. Dang. It's not in any way so that I can try it. Okay, so you don't have any way to, to rent and try the, the tribe. Now, you buy, Steam, yeah. Steam lets you refund. You know, if you buy from Steam, you can, you have two weeks to refund mm-hmm. until you start playing it. If you start playing it, you have two hours of playtime. In other words, if you've clocked in an hour and a half and it's still within the two-week period and you've only spent about an hour and a half in the game, you can still return it. You can get a refund. And you can still do that with Steam. They will allow you to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, That is not... I've I've never done a refund on Steam before. Not that I want to. It's just I feel like... Sounds like a hassle. I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. It might be. I don't know. I've never attempted it. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should with this or maybe I should try. I don't know. I, I feel like if I buy it, I might end up liking it. I don't feel like an hour and a half... I don't feel like two hours is enough for some games, and I don't necessarily know if it's this one, but I don't think two hours is enough for me to get the feel of a game. Mm-hmm. An open world. To see what it has to offer. Type, two hour, open world, yeah. two hours not going to have. You uh, give me a single player, like now. linear type game. You give me a single player Uncharted or whatever, then sure, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have two hours. I'm going to tell you what I think of it. Mm. Uh, you give me an open world, like an Arkham City. Uh, well, to go with that. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a GTA or something that's just massive yeah. with an open world? Uh, it's something like Destiny? I'm going to need more than two hours to get a feel for. But I've heard great things about the shooting. I've heard great things. The enemy variety is not great. The mission variety is not great. And unfortunately, that's a big deal because that's what you're doing the entire time. Mm-hmm. Traversal is great. Shooting is great. But the things you shoot at, not so great. The missions they put you in to do all of that, not so great. Is this one of those uh, trust us, we'll get it fixed later type scenarios? I don't know. That's a good question. And that's a question a lot of people have been asking. And we're going to come to that whenever we come back because we got to take a break here. Um, when we come back, we'll just dive into the whole Suicide Squad stuff. I've got some, I've got some you know, notes on the, on, the, on the game itself as far as some of the reviews and some of the... Uh, Different things. It launched in early access, except it didn't, but we'll tell you about that. Um, We got music here from a game that released back in December, House Flipper 2, where you take a house and you flip it. Uh, (laughs) Just, you clean it up, then you resell it, that sort of thing. I was about to ask you, you mean literally? It's a a house flipper, it's a house flipping uh, Table flipping? Oh, no, 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 not not flipping the thing. That's what I meant when I said literally. No, no, no. If, that, if it doesn't exist, it needs to. There you go. Someone make a game about you literally you flip, houses. flip houses. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, this is the theme from that game, and we'll be back with more Vin Game Chat and Suicide Squad Talk right after this. This sounds exactly like it would be music for a house flipper. <laughs> this is the perfect game to flip. This is the perfect music to flip houses. It's, it's HGTV. Yeah. <laughs>
There's still plenty of meat on that bone. And you take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato, baby, you got a stew going. Welcome back to in-game chat. Uh, this is music from uh, Momodora Moonlit Farewell in Can- uh, Momodora Moonlit Farewell Incantation. I have no idea. It's a long title. <laughs> it just keeps going. I don't know what's after the word incantation, but it kept going because it gets cut off. Yeah, before that, you heard uh, that was from Arrested Development. It was Carl Weathers. He just kept doing that. He's like, whoa, 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 you just you put this in the pot. And he just, throughout the entire episode, it was more of, hey, you take that, you put it in a pot, you add this, you've got to do going. He just kept doing it over and over again. Let's go to the phone and talk to Biloxi Gambler. Hey, man. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing good. How I'm are good, you? Good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, uh, you know, when I don't call, it don't mean I'm not listening. It just means y'all are busy, got a lot of people to talk to. And a subject that I don't have anything to contribute on. So, <laughs> well, then go ahead and you you feel free to call anytime you want to, man. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. You feel free to call. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I heard, uh, uh, you know, today we were talking, uh, 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 Chris got that 15, he, he found that $15 uh, money. <laughs> money Python, Python, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, and then Master Thespian, you know, he's gonna get it right. Right. All right. Now, now, now this is for Chris because, of course, he's listening. He's always listening. Okay. Chris, he's like me. Okay, Chris. Here's the deal. Now, you said you bought it for fifteen dollars. You didn't say you'd sell it for fifteen dollars. <laughs> now, now, see, I'm trying to help you here. So you buy low, you sell high. That's the way you do it. And, <laughs> If, if somebody gonna buy something for me, you know, and 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 I, I say, well, I, I don't own anything I won't sell. I mean, how much will you give me for it? Now, maybe I was gonna sell it for twenty five. They might say fifty. I go, well, let me think about it. You know what? I like your face. I'll let it go. <laughs> I like your face. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how you do it. Because that master thespian, see, he can't hide money. He got money falling out of his pocket. Um, he, I saw him, and a lot of people don't know. He was in a, he was in, he was Scrooge, you know, in a play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, well, you know, Scrooge got some bank. <laughs> and, and I saw him another time. He was a king, and I went, oh man, he got plenty of money. So there you go. He's he he's got it. He's living large. I just uh, I just sent uh, I just sent Chris uh, uh, Sam's information there. So uh, right. Yep, all taken care of there. So we'll yeah. see, we'll see how that goes. I'll let them figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So, uh, how uh, uh, RJ? How are you doing on those uh, super massive games you were playing? Any of the maybe done gone back to those at all? I I did do uh, the last time I played was trying to get uh, fix those mistakes I made in uh, until dawn. One that was bugging me was uh, the wolf with uh, Mike. Okay. I was like, all wait right. a minute, I. Really, that's all it took to to save it to save to save the puffer's life. That's all it took, right. and I messed that up. And I was like, "Really?" Because I think I think that it would matter, considering what what the what the uh, Wendigos are capable of. 
I didn't think something that small would even matter to it, you know. So that it just didn't make sense to me. But uh, other than that, I need to get I need to get uh, finish that. And then uh, you reminded me of the the, um, the quarry the uh, that right. I got to fix on that one to work on that one uh, next. I love those games. I, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm doing the devil in me right now. It's got me stuck on a puzzle, and uh, that that's kind of hung me up. You know, the devil in me is that. See, the, these these games are based on historical stuff, mm-hmm. and and the devil in me. I remember this from. I mean, I I don't not firsthand memory, yeah. but <laughs> but but um, you know, reading about serial killers and stuff like that. Uh, during the Chicago World's Fair, mm. see, back in the day, you used to have, you know, you used to have a YMCA and a YWCA. You had a, men, a hotel for men only and a hotel for women only. And then, mm-hmm. if you checked in the hotel, a man and a woman, they had to be married. You know, you know, uh, uh, Mister and Missus had right, to register. Right. Yeah. Well, there was a man there during the Chicago World's Fair. And he had a women's only hotel, and uh, turned out behind all the walls and stuff, he had peepholes and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and 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 he had a basement, and it was like a torture chamber. And and during the Chicago World's Fair, which it's, was I don't know, like nineteen eighteen. This is H H Holmes, right? What now? Isn't this H H Holmes you're talking about? Doctor Henry Holmes, or whatever's H H Holmes. He was a he was Henry a, Howard Holmes, something like that. Yeah. yeah, he built a he built it with all these kind of back rooms and and secret tunnels and all these other things and like. Oh, okay. I a, don't I don't know I don't know the man. Killed name. a ton of people. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's that, and that's kind of what Devil in Me is based on. Right, because yeah. there's a there's a book uh, that was based on that called Devil in the White City. Mm. Yes. I'm, I might need to read that book, man. Yeah. De- yeah, Devil in the White City. I believe that is the name of the book. Yeah. Um, and, you know, The Man of Medan. Have you, were you yeah. playing that, Arja? That guy, The Man of Medan, yeah. Okay, The Man of Medan is also based on a true thing. That mm-hmm. was uh, a ship that had leaking gas on it and made everybody go crazy and claw their eyes out and kill each other and eat each other and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And this is back in the 40s, during World War II, and that mm-hmm. boat was out there. Well, they couldn't bring it into port, and you couldn't get on the boat. So it was basically a ghost ship, you know, just yep. out there because it was uh, going around in the in the currents where it was at. It, w- it wouldn't do anything or whatever like that. And, and of course, the, oh, and the boat was unregistered. Didn't have any any registration on it, but it was uh, you know it was one of our boats, you know, a navy yeah. ship, and and uh, anyway uh, they say you know well it probably never existed. Well, you know it did exist probably, <laughs> yeah. and and we know what happened to it. We mm-hmm. we put a torpedo on it and scuttled it. It's down there in that deep 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 water, and. And, of course, we don't want to admit that because they said, well, you released that gas on those fish down there. But those fish down there, that far deep, those ones that live, you know, way down, they can't come up uh, near the surface because they would explode because yep. they're, they're born and used to, they're bred under 
pressure. We don't know as much about the ocean as we need to. No, we don't. Nope. It's the what is it? The they call the they said space is the final frontier, yeah, but final it's really the yeah. it's the oceans that are the final frontier. Um, it's so cool down there. It really is. I, I love anything about all that kind of stuff. Oh, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, okay, so Devil in the White City with the subtitle of Murder, Magic, and Madness at the Fair that Changed America. Um, that is the name of the book. Mm-hmm. That's probably, I think the Chicago World's Fair might be where they did. The yeah, it says it yeah. is set in Chicago during the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition. It yep. tells the story of a World Fair architect. Uh, and of H.H. H. Holmes, a criminal figure widely considered to be the very first serial killer in the United States. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I would recommend it. I've read uh, – it's by Eric Larson, which I have read a previous book of his called uh, The Lost City of Z, I believe, which mm-hmm. is about an expedition that they discovered a, a, a lost city. Um, and so that was uh, – really good books there. So, And, and the fact that, that there's a – uh, the Lost City of Z, yes, um, from what I understand. But this was way back when we were still, you know, having to do it the hard way to find places. <laughs> do you know, it, I, I, I heard this on that, uh, that, that that midnight show, Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast. There was a guy, guy on there talking about the lasers. What they do now is it sends, I don't know, like... I mean, literally, like, it, it, it does laser mapping. Yeah. And they have found uh, pyramids in yep. South America that and, were and buried. You can, yeah, the original, where, where they are, the original ones, and then where the Incas built less quality pyramids on top of those, and then another civilization built something else on top, and that's the ones we can find, but we haven't dug down to the others. But laser stuff from. <laughs> Space have 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 mapped this anyway. It's cool, man. Love it. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, just but, to give you another connection to that, or at least an Alabama connection to that. Um, there's a game called Uncharted Three. It was on the the PlayStation Three, I think. Uncharted Three. Uh, he dealt with the lost city of Ubar out in the desert, and uh, I remember. Being at Naughty Dog Studios when Uncharted 3 was being worked on, and I was in the game director's office, and she had books upon books upon books upon books all over her desk, all over the walls, all little notes, little things. Just It was a, a mess of information, but I noticed one of the books that she had, and I can't remember what the name of it is in my head, but I bought it for my flight home on my, my little digital e-reader. And it talks about the discovery of this city and how we came to find it. Now, in the game... You're the one that discovers it, but in real life, this city was discovered. The Pillars of Aram, I think, or the Aram Pillars, the, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, she's from Huntsville. She was a scientist from Huntsville, and she said, we need to do a, have this, this satellite do a flyover of this area and, you know, bombard it with whatever they bombard it with so they can get some images of what's under the sand, and that's where they found uh, the city. This happened, I think, back in the 80s um, when this happened. And so, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Wow. That's, that's fantastic, yeah. <laughs> I know Dr. C- Dr. Craig Sheldon at AUM is the one that was did all that, that work on the crater. Uh, yep. you, know, the, 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 you know, when the stars fell in Alabama oh, yeah. or whatever. And 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 I had him for anthropology actually as an elective. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and I thought it'd be, I, I, I considered that for a little while. I thought maybe that'd be cool. But then again, I thought, then again, you're out in the middle of nowhere and it's really hot and sticky. And it's, <laughs> Doesn't sound like it's for you, does it? Yeah, it's nothing like, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't no, no, it is nothing that, like that. Know. But it's still pretty fun to uh, to read about it. <laughs> okay, guys. Hey, y'all have a good weekend. I'll talk to you later. All right, right man. Bye. Take care. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, hopefully he's still listening. I was going to go into it, but uh, just we had some news about that. First off, Sony is working on a movie based on Until Dawn mm-hmm. uh, from Supermassive. And the brothers who founded uh, the Supermassive studio have stepped down together after 16 years. They have left the company there. Does that mean it's going to get bad or worse or whatever? No, it's not. Um Supermassive co-founder brothers Pete and Joe Samuels have announced their departure uh, from the developer best known for the brilliant Until Dawn, which also, by the way, from the Sony State of Play, uh, PlayStation State of Play, we got a PC release in the works for Until Dawn. Um, so, oh, they're based out of Guildford. Okay, I've been there. I've been to Guildford. Um, that's where uh, Criterion, yeah, Criterion, uh, Criterion yeah. Studios is located, Guildford, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, after over 15 years as CEO of Supermassive Games, I have taken the very difficult decision to step down from my role and leave the business. My decision is entirely on health grounds and has not been taken lightly. I am and will always be proud of what Joe and I founded all those years ago and filled with admiration for the Supermassive team and the amazing things they've achieved. I remain excited about their future under a talented new leadership team led by Robert Henderson uh, that will guide Supermassive through the next stage of its incredible journey. So... um but yeah, they were uh, they have left that studio. But it, it I, I don't think you're going to see anything wrong there. I think it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they'll they'll make it without them. Um, I can't tell you that those two people are responsible for all of the games that you played. It is not just those two people. There's a wealth of of, of people who are involved in those things. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, man, Drunk Degenerates, uh, Josh can't join us in, in Discord. I wanted to talk about our playtime in, in Baldur's Gate, but that's okay. That's not a problem. Um, man, I wanted to talk about Suicide Squad, uh, but we're, we're running short on time. So I do want to talk about the state of play. So I tell you what, we'll talk about, we really got to talk about the state of play <laughs> because, of the, because of Hideo Kojima, <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> Um, as far as the whole Suicide Squad thing, um, the reviews of it by review publications, websites that post reviews aren't great. Um, very low. Metacritic has it at like a 60. Uh, the amount of people playing it on Steam is very low. I imagine consoles is also very low. I was contemplating getting this. I think it's mostly a wait, wait and see type thing. Well, CD Keys has it on sale for like fifty bucks. It's it, right now. You, it's seventy dollars. It's a seventy dollar game. Definitely, definitely, right? A bunch of folks is wait and see. Yeah. So, like, the discount over at CD Keys is like fifty bucks, fifty five, fifty six dollars. And I'm like, okay, that's a, that's I, that's fine. I could do that. But the more I read about it, the more I was like, I don't know that I still want to do that. You know. 
Especially if you look at the last Warner Brothers game that, that was released, whether it be a Batman-themed game like this, a DC comic game, or if you look at MK1. Uh, both got seriously deep discounts um, not long after they were released. Mm-hmm. And not a, not a long-time discount, just one of those, hey, it's on sale, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gotham Knights, at release, like a couple of weeks after release, I saw that for 25 bucks. And actually picked it up. Never played it, but I picked it up for 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. Very close to release. I could have waited because I still haven't played it. And I could have picked it up for five bucks this year. But still, it's probably, I don't know if it's going to drop in price or not. I will see. Um, well, it's too early to go, go uh, cut your losses mode. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of folks are uh, going to be waiting to see. I mean, you pretty much figured no one was going to pay, uh, not a lot of people were going to pay full price uh, based on all the all the uh, talk about it and yeah. the performance and the leaks and the direction it was going and right. how they were going. See, they had, that, uh, they had the early access play, and as soon as people got into it, that early access launched on, like, Wednesday, I think. Mm-hmm. And, the, uh, and the game had to be brought down for, like, 12 hours. Mm-hmm. That's one of the. So that's, yeah, that's, that's what I mean about the, the, the performance of it. Uh, that's a right horrible now, so yeah. thing to do to players who, number one, spend the money for that early access. It was $100. $100, yeah. $100 to get the three day early access, and you already missed a day. If you did that, and I don't know how many times I got to tell you, when a game launches, don't take the day off of the game launch, especially if it's an online service game, don't take the day off. Take the next day off, <laughs> you know, take the day after the next day. Do not do launch day as your day off to play an online service game You're talking because on the servers yeah. will crap out on yeah. you. And so they did with Suicide Squad. The servers didn't crap out. It was just a bug. As soon as people logged in, the game froze. And then for, for a little while, the game froze up and then it came up with a message telling them, you know, thanks for playing. You've unlocked they had finished the game. Mm-hmm. It, had, it had given them credit for finishing the entire game. After uh, five seconds. After just logging in one time. And so they had to take it offline. 12 hours. You think about that, man. Mm-hmm. You took the day off to play your game, and for 12 hours, you can't touch it. After you spent the 100 bucks, you got to go back to work tomorrow. Or fake a sickness so that you don't have to go back to work tomorrow. But yeah. That's just, oh, man. They compensated by, like, giving them some in-game. Here's another thing. I don't mind games as a service type thing. I don't necessarily mind it depending on what their microtransactions consist of. Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad, Rocksteady, Warner Brothers, whoever it is, has consistently said that the microtransactions of this game will always be cosmetic. There will be nothing in that store except for cosmetic items. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, there is nothing in the store except cosmetic items. However, the cosmetics on the cosmetic items are also for sale. If you want to get Harley Quinn's gesture outfit that is in the red and black and whatever. Old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old school outfit, which I think came as a pre-order bonus, but I'm only using this as an example. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to get the old jester outfit like Harley Quinn had, you know, originally when she was introduced yeah. as, as the character, 
you go ahead and buy the spend that ten bucks to get that outfit or whatever it is. I have no idea what the price is. Yeah, yeah. Let's say you want to change the colors up from the red and black to maybe go with like a green and purple, like a Joker theme. You know, five bucks. You got to pay for that paint. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pay for customizations on costumes that are already a custom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But look, uh, Street Fighter was like that. A lot of the uh, us uh, cust- uh, custom outfits, yeah. they had like uh, the ten color bundle, mm-hmm. or would you like in this color, that color? You had to uh, either earn it. I think you could earn it in game, or just buy it outright in a bundle pack for 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 a, for a small fee. Yeah, so so to speak. So yeah, so um, it may it may have been the point where they were expecting a loss and they try to recoup it in any uh, best way they can, or yeah. like you said, the uh, game as a service type model where. Um, they're just trying to get. Uh, and I didn't think about from it. From the get go, trying to get money from uh, from the get go. Destiny does the same thing. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but they do. I've been playing. Like, I played the game long enough that mm-hmm. my shader collection was massive. Yeah, same here. But, but uh, shaders are still something that not they come in as a drop. But I mean, if you want one, you still got to pay or pay the in game currency yeah, of the bright uh, dust or bright whatever. Dust, yeah, which I had a ton of bright dust. I never had to worry about. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go in there and. Spend all my bright dust, um, but I can't because I'm banned. Still banned, yeah. Dude, I had like 140,000 bright dust. I didn't spend it on anything. Yeah. I would collect it, but there was nothing I ever wanted, which is why I'm not worried about games as a service because I don't spend money. I don't care about how my characters look. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, aside from what I get for free. Mm-hmm. Then I care as far as like, oh, I can make them look like this. Well, then I want them to look like that. Yeah, but as soon as I got to pay yeah. money for it, no, no, I don't care. I'm good, yeah. So anyway, that's that. We're going to come back and do the state of play. But let's go to the phones again. We have uh, somebody on the line here. Hi, who's this? You're on Endgame Chat. It's me again. It's Chris. Hey, Chris. I was just thinking since uh, Master Faze being called earlier and, and we got the great advice from uh, the previous caller. I'm trying to remember his name. It's, you know, I know I know him locally. You know, Biloxi Gambler. Tag. Yeah, but it's a gamer. Have you ever thought that sometime down the road, Scott, whenever there's not much going on, where we can have a session where all of us can get together, like the local callers that call into the show and, and be in studio and <laughs> just have some fun talking about whatever comes on to our mind? Or were you talking about? Well, you mentioned Master Destiny. I no, I've never really given that. A, I've never really given that consideration. <laughs> Honestly, I've I never. Mean, I, I, that would be something else. All five of us got together and just. Just ran wild as whatever came to mind, and just talk about whatever comes to mind. Well, there's only three microphones in the in the studio, <laughs> which makes it a little bit difficult. Um, but no, I've really never considered that. Anyway, but I'll talk to y'all later, and y'all have a good one. See you, dude. Okay. We'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this. Got music from a game called The Anacrusis. Not exactly sure what that is. The Anacrusis. It is the main menu music for that game. We'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this.
Welcome back to In-Game Chat. This is music from a game called Crystal Story. Track is Dawn of Dusk, or that may be the subtitle, and I don't have a track listing for it, or, or maybe it's the main menu, I'm not sure, but Crystal Story, Dawn of Dusk. All right, there's a lot that I wanted to get to, but obviously I'm not going to have time to do that. Uh, there were things talked about where Spec, Op the Li- Spec Ops The Line got delisted from Steam, uh, and uh, there is a reason as to why it was removed, and I'll try and get to that as quickly as possible. Um, Spec Up the Lines will no longer be available on online storefronts as several partnership licenses related to the game are expiring. People who have purchased the game can still download and play the game uninterrupted. Uh, so, yeah. There's that, that word again. I know. Licensing. Licensing yeah. is really going to screw up. A lot of games uh, in the future. Uh, Destiny 2 uh, is losing, Bungie is losing their game director, Joe Blackburn. He is leaving uh, before Final Shapers released, but apparently that is not uh, giving, you know, warning to any of the players saying, ooh, something's wrong here. Nope, nothing like that uh, is going on that I have been able to find out. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? In there that I wanted to. Enshrouded that I talked about had more than 1 million players in just four days. Uh, January has been a fantastic month for survival games. Pal World being one, Enshrouded being the other. Um, a Deus Ex game got uh, canceled. Been in development for two years. But Embracer Group, which I think is the bane of gaming, uh, has uh, canceled that. They bought up a bunch of studios. And when nothing happened, they've cut a bunch of studios. Because they can't... I don't know what the deal is, but I am not a fan of the Embracer group. What else did we have that I wanted to get to? Um, Naughty Dog says there may be one more chapter in The Last of Us. Which, by the way, let me tell you, if uh, you're a fan of Last of Us or Last of Us Part 2, on YouTube, there is a two-hour documentary that was released just yesterday. uh, Professionally done. This is not some, like, you know, video thrown together. Uh, professionally done a documentary about the making of The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I've only watched, I think, 10 minutes of it. Not because it's bad, but because it's two hours long. So I want to set in and really, really sit down and watch it. What could be the bulk of those two hours? Oh, they're going from the beginning. Like he's so From the original Last of Us? They are starting in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, they start at 2013 where they talk about the release of last of us. And then the thought of, I want to do last of us part two. And then they jump into the fact that, uh Oh, we have to do uncharted four now. So let's break away from these thoughts and these ideas and all these other things for doing last of us. And then, um, like I said, I am 10 minutes in. So the interesting thing that I get is that at one of the PlayStation things, uh, back when we all went to live, you know, mm-hmm. uh, game convention type things and got to see, you know, live E3 stuff. Uh, they were showing off Lost Legacy, the Uncharted expansion. And um, Neil talked about the fact that he had an idea of what he wanted to do for the teaser for that, for the announcement teaser. Mm-hmm. And his idea was the fact that um, 
we showed off Lost Legacy, and people were screaming for that. But what they didn't expect was us to reveal another game at the very same time as that was going on. He wanted so badly for this not to get spoiled. He wanted it to get out there before it got spoiled. That, or before it was spoiled, he wanted this revealed. Before somebody let loose that, oh yeah, you're going to see a, you're gonna see Last of Us Part 2 at this thing. Which it never happened. Uh, and then they showed Last of Us Part 2 and they showed results of you know people's reactions to it and that sort of thing. Just the announcement. Just the announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's as far as I am. And he talks about, there's the meeting... It opens with Neil at a meeting with people at Naughty Dog uh, in like their theater room where he's saying, hey, sit back. We're going to go over the main story of this game. We're going to be here for about two hours talking about it. Um, And he goes right into and it talks about or it, it shows their reactions as they get word for the very first time as to what the big thing that is going to happen in this game is. That's going to happen early in this game. And I'm still being vague because I don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's what caused. Right, right. Yeah. A, it's a character development <laughs> is the best way I can say that. But uh, he, they talk about that. And it is, uh, I, I'm really, really looking forward to watching the rest of it. Um, but yeah, it starts in 2013, skips to 2016. Then there's the pandemic which is basically why this didn't get released until now because mm-hmm. just things stopped. And so, yeah, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's called grounded, uh, the making of the last of us part two. And it's really, really good. It's on YouTube, uh, but it is spoiler specific. So if you are worried about that, do not watch it, play that game first, then go back and watch it. But apparently they say that they they may have a third game in their, uh, there's probably one more chapter in the last of us. I say third game. I haven't read that article. Maybe there's a little side thing here. Maybe it's one of those, like, not a full yeah, thing. Because I'm thinking about where could they go after the conclusion of a... Right. A, a Which is something else that that documentary focused on. Uh, the, in fact, the first chapter of that, dark, that documentary is uh, titled, It Doesn't Need a Sequel. That's the title of the first chapter of that documentary. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people thought this... It ends the way it ends. It's good. You don't have to. You don't have to go. You don't have to go any further than this. Mm-hmm. You know. You don't have to go. You don't have to do a sequel. And a lot of us thought that they probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know. It didn't feel like there could be more there. It was a good way that they ended it. You know. They ended it with her asking Joel, "Are you telling me the truth?" And Joel saying yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how it ended. When we knew the truth. Mm-hmm. You know. And I thought. That's, that's that's good. They didn't. They really didn't have to, uh, and they did. And I still, you know. But it was a type of. In, but in retrospect, it was a type of ending where a whole bunch of people would ask, "What ifs?" Yeah. Well, he he uh, Neil talked about the fact that he he wanted to explore her decision to live with the lie and how long she could live with that lie. Because she knew, or felt anyway, that he is not telling me everything. But how long could you live? Because I think she's 13 in the, in the game. I think he mentions this, this is in the documentary. Mm-hmm. That Ellie is 13 in, in the game at the end. And I think they fast forward a few years to where she's you know, a little bit older than that. Probably around 18 or 19 now. Mm-hmm. And is like, how does she come to terms with, with living with this lie? 
for as long as she has um, and, and having to deal with that. So anyway, really, really cool. Uh, I, again, 10 minutes into it, I'm not very far. So I would like to watch more of that. Uh, what else do we have? Um, well, talking about Suicide Squad, there are over 500 studios currently working on live service games. Okay. I don't want to say it's the future, but... Ugh. Um, oh, man, there was more. Pal World has reached nearly 20 million players in 12 days. That game is going nuts. And then we get to... State of play from Sony. Showed off Helldivers 2. It is releasing on February the 8th. It will be on PC and PS5. It is one of the first PlayStation PC games that is launching simultaneously with a PC release and a console release. It also, I don't, you know what? It may have crossplay. I, I, it probably does. I don't know. But uh, it is co op. It is a looter-shooter type thing. I know. See, there's, there's Josh. He said in the chat room, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I guess I'm looking for that Destiny itch or scratch or whatever I'm trying to say. The Last Ascendant? I don't know. Possibly. Trying to find that co-op looter-shooter thing that I, can, that I can sink my teeth into. Well, yeah, the only one I can think of right now is Last, Last Ascendant. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've looked at Helldivers. I'm curious about it. It's third person. It is uh it's a looter shooter with friendly fire that is always on. And apparently it's a lot of fun. I've heard really good things about it. Um but I look at it and I'm like, I just don't know that I'm gonna enjoy playing that. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. We gotta look at Stellar Blade. Mm. Um you know about this? Yeah. Well the controversy it, around it, yeah. Oh, there's controversy around the, it? The the um the um The people talking about the um, fan service and response to it and all that good stuff, but is it based on something? Kind of like a action shooter, bayonetta ish type uh, game. Oh, so I, I was going to say, is it based on is it based on an anime or something like that? I don't know, or a manga. It's just a uh, just, uh, action shooter uh, okay. from from Korea. Yeah, but uh, kind of a action shooter bayonetta type thing. But yeah, there was a lot of. Uh, talk about you know you know the usual um response to um women in the skin type bodysuit that oh yeah thing, yeah thing. i will say that the first thing that i noticed when i first saw this was the jiggle physics mm-hmm. uh which didn't really put me off about it but the more i watched the more i was like i this is not a game for me at first, it started out that way because I was looking at the combat and everything else. And then as it slowed down and they started really showing off more of the game, I was like, ah, no, not me. Not mm-hmm. for me. Really not for me. Um, but yeah. Uh, we got the, the, it's a remake. What is it? Sonic X Shadow Generations. Isn't that the Generations remake that they're doing? But now they're including Shadow in it or something like that. I don't know. Uh, it's supposed to come out in autumn of 2024. Zenless Zone Zero. <sighs> it's the next game from uh, the makers of, uh, is it Genshin Impact or Genshin Impact? Genshin. Genshin. Yeah. Honkai Star Rail mm. as well. So that was it. They showed off Foam Stars, which I just don't care about. That's uh, like 
uh, Splatoon, but with foam instead of squid ink um, is what I'm getting from that. But yeah. Dave the Diver getting a PlayStation 5 release in April and then a Godzilla expansion coming up later in May. The Rising is getting a PS5 release. It's already out on PC. Silent Hill, The Short Message. That is out now, and it is completely free to play on uh, PS5. Um, And that was a lead-in to the remake for Silent Hill 2, which is uh, no idea when that's going to get released, but they showed off more of that. Then we got to look at Judas, the next game from Ken Levine, from Bioshock fame. Uh, There is still no release date, but man... (laughs) That just looked like Bioshock. <laughs> like, Ken has a thing for a gun in one hand and power in the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, some supernatural power in the other hand. Because hmm. um, that's all I saw was bang, bang, zap, zap with my, you know, bang, bang with my gun, zap, zap with my hand. Whether it's fire or some other frost or some other little thing. And I was just like, okay. You're just putting Bioshock mechanics in a different game. I guess new feature, switch hands. I, I man. Gun in the left, power in the right. Okay, they, there you go. I, I get that that's like a thing that is just a gameplay mechanic, but it's just one that he never lets go of. And I, I, would, I don't necessarily know that I want something different. Does maybe it'll work. I, I, maybe. I don't know. Because I was interested in it until I got to the gameplay, and I'm like, oh, we're doing this again, man. <laughs> I'm tired of my... My what is what were they called? Not toxins. What? the the different the different things that you shoved into your hand for the powers and stuff. The uh, God, I can't remember what they were called. Know, uh, tonics. Uh, tonics. Yes. Ton- no. What? I think what? that's it. I think that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Let me see. I think they were called tonics. Um, Let's see. Someone in the chat room uh, probably got it. Oh, drunk degenerates. Josh says uh, Helldivers does have crossplay. Um, but yeah, it is, it's a looter shooter, but it's got friendly fire and apparently it's more comedic than it is serious, uh, than anything else, uh, for, for Helldivers 2. Metro Awakening, that is a VR title set in the Metro 2066 universe or whatever that was called. Legendary Tales was a VR title. Dragon's Dogma 2. I had no idea this thing was getting released as early as it is, but that's coming out March 22nd. And I kind of really liked what I was seeing with that. Um, yeah, I was I, Dragon's Dogma Two. I really, really liked what I was seeing. Um, we got a good look at Rise of the Ronin from Team Ninja. Hmm. Uh, that is another one that I wasn't expecting for a release date, March twenty second, on that one as well. I thought that was coming out way later, but this is. Like Samurai Batman or Assassin's Creed Samurai. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was there was an ability that where he had his little uh, grapple hook where he flung it to a rooftop, jumped up there, ran on top of the roof, jumped off, had this wingsuit thing that popped out and let him glide across the map. I think more of Ninja Gaiden and Sekiro. I haven't played those. 
Ninja Gaiden I played back when it was on NES. No, I'm talking about the one from uh, Team Ninja. I tried I to play, play Ninja, uh, Ninja Gaiden Black. I'm not familiar with that one, but uh, that was released on like Xbox or 360 way okay, back well, when, yeah, and it was one. tough. Oh yeah, that that one. Then. <laughs> it was real hard. Yeah, 3D, um, the 3D one. I think it was called Ninja Gaiden Black. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, I loved Rise of the Ronin. Rise of the Ronin looked great. They announced the uh, Until Dawn, getting an announcement on PC at some point. <sighs> then we got. Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding 2. We got a title for that, and we got a date of 2025 for the release. The subtitle being Death Stranding 2 on the beach. And it was weird. It's, but it's Kojima, and it's always weird. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, you think about it, and he's like, all right, well, how's it? He, he keeps out Kojima himself. So he's improving. That or just going weirder, you know? I'm not exactly sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kojima was here with Death Stranding, and then I'm like, well, how can he go any weirder than this? And then he does with Death Mm -hmm. Stranding 2. And then he's got another game that he's working on, too, that's coming out um, at some other... He's working on a a tactical stealth game. Mm -hmm. Tactical espionage game? Stealth espionage? I can't remember. Very Metal Gear Solid-like. Okay is what he talked about. But that was it. He just talked about it. There was no title given. There was no... You didn't see anything. Mm. That was it. Just let him do the next Splinter Cell. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) That would be wonderful if you'd be... Well, no. No, 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 no. Don't give Kojima Splinter Cell. Please, God, no. (laughs) Why not? It exists. It would exist, and it would be different and weird, so maybe... He did it with Metal Gear... Yeah. So why not with Splinter Cell? But, I mean, that's a Ubisoft property, and I don't think they're going to do that. I would love it if they would, mm. but I don't think they're going to do that. So, anyway, that's going to wrap it up for us. We have got to run because we are running out of time. I'm going to leave you with music here from Avatar, the, the game that released back in December. It's called Take Flight. I want you guys to have a fantastic week. I don't know if we're doing a show next weekend. I know, RJ, you're not going to be here next weekend. Right. But uh, So we may or may not do a show next weekend. I do not know. But here's music from that game. We will see it next Saturday, maybe. Maybe.